If you're enjoying this podcast, I would really, really appreciate the support. This podcast does cost me money to create, post, and upkeep. And the only way that I'm able to pay for this is through my OnlyFans. So if you want to support me, all you got to do is go to my OnlyFans and you can either go to my free page and then pick and choose the things that you want to support me on, or you can subscribe to my VIP OnlyFans. And that has all of the content that I've made in the last five years. It's packed. It's definitely worth the bang for your buck. And right now it's 50% off. So if you want to support me and keep this podcast going, I would really, really appreciate it. This comes out of my pocket. I do not make any money from this podcast. So I would love and appreciate your support. So thank you. And I will have the links down below, but my free um, OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash XXXFitSid. And then my VIP OnlyFans, that's 50% off right now, is onlyfans.com slash FitSid. And I would really appreciate the support. So thank you. I'm your host, FitSid, and welcome back to Dirty CEO, where we go balls deep into the reality of what people are really thinking. Now let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's your girl Fitzid and I am back with another episode. So today we're just going to have a shorter episode, but it's going to be packed with some information that everyone is always wondering, how did I become a bikini barista? All right. So first of all, I'm warning you guys, I'm a little tired. I've been up for so long and I've been answering all of my OnlyFans messages today and having a lot of fun over there but I am tired. But I wanted to shoot this episode because I felt like this was so asked. How did I become a bikini barista? Well, first of all, if you guys don't know, I became a bikini barista in Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona area. Usually being a spicy barista, bikini barista would be like in Washington and Oregon. And then maybe some other places, but mainly up there, that's very common. Like some of my very good friends, like Kayla Davis and um, Allie Ginger, those girls before they did OnlyFans, they were bikini baristas. And like those girls wear lingerie. Down here, being a bikini barista means you actually wear a bikini. So when, so let's do a little back, back, back pedal and everything. Everyone always wonders, how did Sydney become a bikini barista? How did she get into it? I'm still pretty well known. Um, a lot of people recognize me. Um, whether it's, you know, they message me on OnlyFans and say, hey, like, did you work at Bikini Beans? And I'm going to drop the name. That's where I used to work. And Bikini Beans a long time ago was a little different than it is now. Like, I know that, like, things have changed. Life has happened. Um the methods that they did when I worked there probably are not the same either. But um, I'm trying to think of like how I started. Okay, so first of all, as many of you know, I started college at 17. Um, my birthday's at that weird like different spot. So I started college a little bit earlier, not super early. Like I still obviously like did become 18 in college. Um, but when I was out of college, for the summer and stuff and had finished my freshman year, I believe. I believe it was my freshman year that I had finished. 
I really needed a job. Like I had no money to my name. I was doing social media and all these other things, but I wasn't doing like anything that pulled in like a steady paycheck. Everything that I was doing back then was very much like get a tiny brand deal, get like a hundred bucks, get some money for my YouTube views, but nothing that was like a consistent set hours and getting paid that amount for with my hours, right? So um, I was scrolling through, I believe, Instagram, and I found Bikini Beans Instagram. And their Instagram account, I bet if you guys go on their their main Instagram account um, for the Tempe location, which is the main one that I was always posting at, there was at a location that's not a, that's not even a thing anymore that I was also posted on. They used to make it a requirement that you had to post Instagram pictures showing that you were working that shift. And I think it's because they wanted people to like know that like, hey, like come visit her at the stand, you know. Um, but when I found that, I saw these girls on Instagram and I was like, wow, like this is so cool. Um, I would love to work as a bikini barista. So when I had started that job and everything, I was going through like a little bit of a transition in my life. I really wanted like consistent money. I wasn't making really any money at all. Like, it's actually crazy to think, like, how small the paychecks were. The tips were pretty good, but, like, the actual paycheck that I was getting from them um, when they don't know if I had a good tip day or a bad tip day was so bad, you guys. It was so bad. And so kind of, like, if you ever, uh, you know, are going to one of those places, they definitely rely on the tips. Just like I feel like coffee shops probably don't pay that well. Neither did this Bikini Beans place. But I really, really, like, was super fit back then. So, like, when I, like, you guys see me what I look like now, right? But back then, which is kind of how I blew up on the internet, I had been posting about my, like, fitness journey and stuff. So I had all this confidence, and I was ready to be in a bikini. And it was so hot in the summer, you guys. Like, I had started before summer, but, like, around summer was when I really, like, kicked off, like, working there and getting, like, really consistent hours and shifts and um, I was probably working 40-hour work weeks. I don't really remember. It's It was so long ago. It was five years ago, six years ago maybe now. Um, But anyways, I mainly was working at the Tempe location. So, like, if you go on that Instagram account, you'd see, like, there's probably a lot of old pictures of me on there if anyone wants to, like, deep dive. Um, But when I was working there, I met a lot of girls, and a lot of them worked there at Bikini Beans, and then they worked as bottle service girls at night. And, like, I was so—I'm not going to say—yeah, I'm going to be honest. I was young and innocent. I did not go clubbing. Obviously, I was underage. I couldn't go clubbing. But I was so young, so innocent, and the experience there was so interesting to me because a lot of these girls were 21. I was pretty young compared to them because, obviously, I think working bottle service, you have to be of age. I could be wrong. But a lot of them were like in their last year or, you know, junior or senior year of college. And I was a tiny little freshman and I was super into fitness and I had this confidence and I just like was probably like the fattest girl there. I I was. I'm going to be honest. Even though I was as fit as I had ever been, I was like their token fat girl. And I remember there was one situation <laughs> one time where we had to take our Instagram pictures, right? And there's, there's no hatred, by the way. Like, there's all love. I learned so much working there, but it is funny. So we had to take our Instagram photos at the beginning of every shift. And then, like, sometimes they would ask you to take, like, another one, like, a group picture. So, like, if you worked, like, I, this is just an example. I could be wrong on the times and stuff. But, like, if you worked at noon, 
at noon every single day, they made you take a group picture. So whoever worked at that time had to be in it. And one time when they had this requirement, um, we went to take our picture and I am 5'9". And I was probably 180 pounds, which like for me is so tiny. I'm 300 pounds right now. And this, in this particular time, it sucked because I, we took the picture and all, and I was on the end and there was another girl on the other end. And I put my hand on my hip and the way that it was, it kind of looked like I was covering my fat roll, but that wasn't what I was doing. I was just copying the girl on the other end. But all of these girls were so tiny. They were like double zeros size small, size extra small. There was probably no girl there that was a medium. And then I'm over here, a large, which still wasn't big back then. Like, but to them, I was very big. And the manager at the time had called me up and been like, Sydney, like you, you need to retake that picture. Cause she wasn't there at the time. She was, she, so she called us and she's like, Sydney, like you need to retake that picture. Like, you know, you don't need to pretend you're not, pretend you're something you're not. And I was like so confused. And all the girls that were working that specific day on the shift, they were like, what the heck is she talking about? And um, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, your hand, your hands on your hip. Like you don't need to cover your fat rolls. And I literally was like, that didn't even cross my mind. Like it was such a crazy experience. Cause like I knew that the guys there liked the way I looked. I never felt bad about myself. And then when she made that comment, it might have been like made with nice intention, but it wasn't very nice. It kind of made me feel bad. It made me feel like, damn, like, am I really that fat that like she's thinking about that right now? Um, even though when any, anyone else had looked at the picture, they probably would have never thought that. So I knew that like working there, I had never really had like a job that had like company policy before that because before that I was a nanny. And then the other the other jobs that I had were like, not as strict with rules and policies and like how they ran things. Um, so that was my first job where like, you know, when I went in for my interview, I got the job and like they started me and we used hot schedules and I would pick up a lot of shifts. Like I was one of those girls that always wanted to work. I had so much fun. There were certain customers that would come every single day. And um, that was like kind of like the first job that was Obviously, that was the first job that, like, it wasn't sex work by any means, but it did teach me a lot about sex work. And um, during that time, I was doing OnlyFans and I was doing the, like, sex work stuff. But the, this job really taught me certain things about people because I never worked at a strip club, right? But working at Bikini Beans felt like I was working at a strip club in a sense because people would come there to get their coffee every single day. They were regulars. The thing is, is they would come to look and talk to girls, right? They weren't there. I mean, the coffee was okay, but like I personally, the energy drinks are probably the only thing that I would ever go there for to get a drink. Um, and there weren't that many locations. So they, most of these people went out of their way to go there. And the whole like excitement of it is the fact that there's hot girls in bikinis there, right? So, and and, and it's kind of like Dutch Bros. We'd have to get out of the stand and go and up to their car and like put in their drink order in our sexy bikini. So during the summer, I learned a lot about people, customers, and like what people were attracted to. Because growing up, I've always been, I was always the fat kid. And I didn't realize that there were people that liked me for me and like what I looked like. And it was such a, uh, such an empowering job because before that I was doing social media and nannying and like 
Um, social media, there was a lot of trolls on the internet. There still are a fuck ton of trolls. But like, when I was, you know, doing that stuff, like I would get comments like, let me harpoon that whale. And that comment specifically has stuck with me my entire life. But when I got into bikini barista stuff, it was so different. Like back then, I was getting so many likes on my Instagram posts. And I know this was like so long ago. So it probably wasn't even that many likes compared to like now um, what like people get on that account. But like I felt so beautiful working there because like there were people that came specifically to see me, to talk to me. They weren't being weird or creepy like people would assume. They just came because they thought I was pretty. They wanted to talk to me. And now as an adult, it's so crazy because I was an adult then too, but like growing up and stuff and having done OnlyFans like a lot longer, it's so refreshing because I could have had a totally different experience. I I know that the people that worked there thought that I was bigger and like probably fatter like in their own head, but I, I know that there were customers that were there just to see me. And then as I've, you know, been out of Bikini Barista stuff for a long time, I haven't been doing it, right? People still to this day message me on OnlyFans, come up to me in person, uh, match with me on dating apps, and they say like, hey, didn't you work at Bikini Beans? And they remember me. And that makes me so happy because I was so happy working there. Like, I wish that they had like a volunteer position that way. Like, um, on one of those days, I could just go there and like get that satisfaction that I got from just having conversations with people and like it was just a very like enlightening job um especially for me who needed a confidence boost back then a lot of people ask like how I got into being a bikini barista and it all started with me seeing their Instagram then DMing them on Instagram having my interview working there and the crazy thing that people don't realize is like I had to pay for my bikinis from there and I wonder if I still have them I don't think I do, but it would be pretty crazy if I went through my, like, I have, like, a closet, and it's, like, I have certain things that are just, like, packed in little cubbies. I wonder if I still have those bikinis, because that would be so cool to try on again and be, like, oh, my God, look at these. But we used to have to pay out of our pocket, and I was so broke back then. And I used to have to pay out of my pocket and get these bikinis, and then I would take like a third of my paycheck just paying for one of those bikinis because I did not make really any money at all. And I just remember like being so excited to go there. I was not obsessed with making money. Like I didn't make that great of money. If there was like a guy who was a regular for me, we all had to split the tips. So like sometimes there'd be, there was this one guy that was like Asian and he drove an Audi and like there was another girl that worked there that he would come for. And I knew that anytime that he would pull up, um, even though she was working another station, like inside the stand, because there was like three of us at a time for the most part, um, I would tell her and I'd be like, hey, Blank's here. And then like she would go out and talk to him and take his order. And like certain girls had certain guys that we all just knew, like that guy is here for her. Like don't try and like get, you know, the order, like let him enjoy, um, you know, that conversation since she's working and stuff. And And then because we posted on Instagram that we were working, people usually knew when we were working or not. So like, that's how people found out like, hey, Sydney's working right now. Like, I'm going to go get a coffee from her because they'd follow that Instagram account, see the picture. And they usually wouldn't repost like back then. It always had to be like a fresh new picture. So they wouldn't repost us. So that was, 
very um, interesting because, like, the guys that came, like, came if they looked for those people. There was also some regulars that, like, you could tell have had a really good heart, but they definitely had some problems. And um, and by problems, I'm talking, like, there was this one guy that was so obsessed with G.I. Joe. And I wish I could, like, explain to you guys and have, like, a video of how he would act. But um, this guy was so obsessed with his G.I. Joe dolls. And, like, he would spend all of his money on that. And then he'd get a drink. And then he'd stay outside of the stand and, like, talk to us for probably, like, two to three hours. And, and this was during the summer when it was so hot. He'd be dripping and he'd bring his new, like, doll that he bought and he'd make us all look at it. And, like, it was so crazy how, like, I sometimes, like, I never felt bad for him by any means. But it was so crazy to think that, like, that was his, like, main passion. And he, like, would literally take time out of his day to come and hang out with us. That's why I feel like it was kind of like a coffee strip club, you know? Like, he was literally coming to the stand to show us this G.I. Joe doll, have us spend time with him, talk to him. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would really, really appreciate the support. This podcast does cost me money to create, post, and upkeep. And the only way that I'm able to pay for this is through my OnlyFans. So if you want to support me, all you got to do is go to my OnlyFans and you can either go to my free page and then pick and choose the things that you want to support me on, or you can subscribe to my VIP OnlyFans. And that has all of the content that I've made in the last five years. It's packed. It's definitely worth the bang for your buck. And right now it's 50% off. So if you want to support me and keep this podcast going, I would really, really appreciate it. This comes out of my pocket. I do not make any money from this podcast. So I would love and appreciate your support. So thank you. And I will have the links down below, but my free um, OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash XXXFitSid. And then my VIP OnlyFans, that's 50% off right now, is onlyfans.com slash FitSid. And I would really appreciate the support. So thank you. Yeah. So when I started blowing up more on social media, like at one point on my Snapchat stories, I was I had so many people watching them. And I was posting my bikini barista stuff. That was when I started having to um, – this is kind of like why I stopped, by the way. People always ask. I actually stopped doing bikini barista stuff because I got so – not just busy but like known that it was really hard for pe- for me for having privacy because people would show up to the stand and then they'd wait until I – got off my shift and then they'd be like waiting like not by my car because they didn't know what car I had I drove a piece of shit so um like literally I drove a piece of shit it was a 1997 Mercury Villager you guys and um so no one assumed that that was like my car so they would just stand outside of the stand waiting for me and it got a little hard at the end because like I would have to ask my friends like my actual friends would (laughs) show up at my work and wait for me to get done so then I could um safely get to my car and like go home and that made it really hard so at the end of like working there the only reason I like actually left was because of that and like I wasn't really making good money there and it sucked because like I I didn't really care about the money I mean I cared about the money but like I like needed to make more money and the time and the energy that I was putting in there I was making like sometimes like $200 in a week um which most people probably could not live on, but I am very resourceful and good at like budgeting and saving. And like now that um, 
it's been years. Things are so much more expensive, so that's not even probably the case. But back then I was in college, so I was like living off that ramen noodle and protein powder that was sponsored because of my YouTube videos. So like I did get a lot of like free like supplement stuff. Um, but working as bikini barista was really fun. It gave me a lot of confidence. It really made me feel good about myself. I definitely would not be where I am today if I hadn't worked at that bikini stand because I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about myself. I got the confidence I needed to literally walk around and take orders in a bikini in the sheltering hot sun. Like when I tell you it was 115 a lot of the days during the summer, I'd be, I got the gnarliest tans because I'd be wearing these swimsuits that had horrible tan lines. And um, when it, I'd get hot, I'd be like, can I please go on the walk-in? And they'd let me like go into this big freezer, cool off, and then I'd go back outside and take the orders again. And um, yeah, it was just a really good experience because it taught me so many things. And like, I have no regrets working as one. Sometimes I wonder if it'd be fun to go and work at a stand in like Washington or Oregon. Like, do you guys think that would be something that I should do sometime? Like just for fun, just work at a bikini stand. I wonder if there's any companies that would like let me do that. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I like got into the bikini barista stuff. I was very popular back then. And like, I still know a lot of people like remember me. And it's kind of cool because like the other day, like literally like two days ago, someone was like, didn't you wear your bikini beans? Like, I swear I remember you. And I was like, this was just out in public. And I was like, yeah, like how? And I was at an arcade and that was such a crazy experience too because it was like some random person that was like around my age who recognized me. And it's been years, like five years since I did that. So, um, yeah. Okay, so now I have a funny story about the bikini barista stuff. So, Basically, when I first became a bikini barista, I was, like, single and dating around and stuff. And, like, I've never been the type of girl to have, like, a roster. But at the time, I was dating two different guys. And I kind of had, like, I think about it now and I'm like, damn, Sydney, like, I was definitely in love with both of these guys. Like, I cannot believe I caught feelings for both of them because, like, I'm not the type of girl that can usually do that. And back then, I had just ended my first real relationship like oh I guess we mutually broke up but he and I had mutually broken up because you know (laughs) that puppy love and I had gotten back on the dating apps and I was like and I had not met my first boyfriend you guys I had not met him on a dating app I'm gonna have to tell that story sometime I've never told that story I just realized that but I'm not telling you right now that's gonna have to be a whole nother episode but basically I had um, just become single for my first love. So I feel like part of that is like, I was still in like lover girl mode. Um, because I feel like it's so hard for me now to like catch feelings. And I wish it wasn't like, by the way, I'm holding my headphones. I'm going to take them off because they hurt my head. But basically like I have always been a lover girl, you know, but back then I was so much more of a lover girl than I am now. And I feel like it's a lot harder for me now to catch feelings. But back then, it was so easy. Like, I had just gotten out of that first relationship. And I got onto Tinder. And, like, I feel like part of it was, like, I looked good. I had confidence. I was working as a bikini barista. So I had that, like, energy. And um, I was also at ASU for college. So at the time, I was just fresh, new, exciting. And I had matched with this guy who lived in Ohio, And then I had matched with a guy who lived 
and went to ASU as well. And he was like two years older than me. And both one of them was my age and the other one was two years older than me. And I was talking to both of them kind of like at the same time. One was definitely going back to Ohio after the summer. And like, it was just one of those like summer flings. But I was still working at the bikini place, right? And then the other guy, I really thought we were going to be like something. But something was just off with him um, in the sense that like, I feel like I was maybe too much for him. For the guy that was, like, two years older than me. I think I was a little too sexual for him because every time we'd have sex, like, this guy had, like, the biggest dick I have ever seen. When I tell you guys, like, back then, I was shocked and I didn't even know what to do with it. Like, I literally was so innocent back then. So, now that I'm thinking about it, that summer was fucked, you guys, because, okay, so I'm going to give so much TMI. So, the first guy that I had... um. Okay, I want to explain this properly. So the first guy we're going to name name guy number one, Ohio boy. So Ohio boy was out there for the summer. He was staying with a family member or something and like getting out of Ohio. He went to Ohio State University and he was a total frat fuck boy. Like I did not see it because I was so innocent. I had so, so much high hopes, you know, and he was just a fuck boy. He played hockey And he would talk like a little surfer dude. And I just thought he was the cutest thing in the whole entire world. And I was was a sucker for love. I still am. Like, I really am. But back then, it was just, like, different. Because I had not had my heart really broken. Because, like, the breakup before was mutual. I hadn't really been, like, fucked over at this point. Um, So I had hope, right? And I thought, like, oh, my God. Like, I can get this guy to fall in love with me. Like, we definitely had feelings for each other. But, you know... So the first guy that I had met that summer was Ohio boy. And the first date we went on and everything we did was just like magical. Like when I tell you guys like that, that guy was magical. But now like looking back years later, like I know the problems that that guy had. He was definitely like a fuck boy, a player, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, and he reminds me a lot of someone that I know in real life now that I like could never actually date because I've just learned, you know, but I was so young and naive and we had like the most fun. Like that summer we, um, just had like the best summer fling and it just felt so magical. And like, I, I wish that I could be, I mean, I know it'll happen again, but like, I hope one day I can be excited about someone the way that I used to be excited about people. And I was so excited about him. And we had so much fun together and we'd go to coffee shops and study and do homework together because we both did summer school. And like um, that to me was so fun and so special. And then like my mom went out of town for 4th of July. So I went and threw a party at her house. And like it started raining that night for no reason. I have no idea what happened. It was just raining. And then we were kissing in the street in the rain. And it was just it was so fun. And then around that time, around 4th of July, he then started ignoring me. And I, so then I went back on Tinder because I was like, okay, this guy's going to be gone pretty soon. And I didn't want to get my hopes up and stuff. And Oh, I guess I should probably mention this too. This is kind of funny. So he played hockey and one time he didn't have his cup on. And he, this guy literally, <laughs> he had his dick hit with a hockey puck. So it like did not work. Like his dick was like actually broken and like, it like was bent. Like I had never seen a guy <laughs> that, that had that happen to them. And he was so young 
And it definitely, like, now as an adult, I just laugh because I think to myself, like, this guy definitely had some some issues that I don't think are going to get resolved anytime soon because his dick was, like, bent. So we didn't really ever do anything sexual, but, like, we would make out and stuff. And it was just, like, the most, like, chemistry I'd had. And, like, when he went back home, I guess I'll say this. When he went back home, like, for my birthday, my birthday happened, and he had, like, sent me a card and just said, like, with love blank, you know. And so, like, I knew that he was, like, an amazing summer fling. He had me experience feelings that I hadn't really felt before, like, an excitement. And, like, I will always be thankful for that. But, um, yeah, we we had some fun times that summer. But because I was Bikini Barista, like, I would, you know— do my school, do the bikini barista stuff, do my YouTube, and then go on these dates. Well, then when he kind of started ignoring me, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to go back on Tinder and I'm just going to, like, see if there's anyone else out there. Because, like, I wanted to be in love so bad and I wanted, like, someone to love me back, right? So I got on and then I matched with this guy and we're going to call him boy too. So this guy went to ASU and it was just so much fun with him. It was always a good time. Like like I said before, I drove that 1997 Mercury Villager and that shitty car that I drove, he never made me feel like I wasn't good enough. He was super rich and he drove like a really, really nice car and like mommy and daddy had bought it for him. So like, you know, a lot of the time those guys won't want to be seen with a girl that drives in a really old, ugly minivan. And... He never cared. He always called it the MILF mobile. And like, I am forever grateful for that too. And like, even now thinking about it, like, there was something special about both of those guys because that summer was just different. It was magical. And like, both of them, this is where I was getting at. I'll get at that in a second. So, like, there's a story of why they, why I'm telling this. So, with him, like, he always made me feel special and we had a lot of fun together. But I think I was a little too high energy for him, a little much at times because I just don't think he could handle me. Like, I felt like sometimes I would overwhelm him because my personality is super bubbly and crazy and, like, I can't lay in bed all day. And, like, he would want to do that. And, like, I personally, like, like to get out and, like, do things. And maybe now I can lay in bed. But, like, back then, like, uh, yeah, no. I wanted to go and experience life. And I wanted to do all these different things. But, um, yeah, so they kind of intertwined in July. And I was working at Bikini Beans, and I had told both of them that day, like, I sent them both a Snapchat. This was back when I was definitely living my fuck girl era, you know? I told them both. I said, um, I'm working right now. Like, you should come visit me. And it was so crazy, you guys, because the girls that I worked with at the stand, I feel like they thought I was ugly, 100%. They were all bottle service girls, pretty girls, wore makeup. Like, I wasn't very good at doing those things. I wasn't a girly girl by any means. And um, I think they all thought I was a fat, ugly girl, right? So both of these guys were so cute, so attractive. Like all of my friends can vouch for this. They're handsome. And uh, the first one, which was boy number one, Ohio boy, he showed up to my work and he ordered a drink. And then like I went on like I didn't really get a break. Like they don't give you paid breaks. But I like snuck out really quick and hid behind my car and like made out with him. And I didn't think that boy number two was going to come. And boy, so boy number one uh, had a drink. We hung out for a little bit. It was super slow that night, thankfully. So, like, especially the time that they came, um, when boy number one was there, it was super slow. And then, like, he went and left. And then not even two minutes later, you guys, the stand, you walk, you can walk up or drive up to it. So there's, like, the walk-up side or there's, like, the drive-up side. 
Then literally two minutes later, the other guy walked up to the stand and he was peachy, like so cute, like smiling ear to ear. And I feel like those girls were shocked about boy number one. And then when boy number two showed up, they literally probably were like, what the fuck? And um, yeah, so the boy number one was living with family when he was here. So and I obviously like, you know, didn't have a, a place to take him to. But boy number two had his own place. So when he had gotten coffee from me and flirted with me and stuff, like, I, you know, made the decision I was going to go to his place that night. And, like, he was just so cute, so sweet, so thoughtful. And I just think all the time now that, like, if I hadn't been a bikini barista, I would not be where I am today. It really helped me, like, gain confidence in myself. I made some really good memories there. And I was like, oh, like just thinking about it, you guys, it's just so crazy because like those are memories that like no one, no one can take that away from me. None of those experiences. And even though like those guys didn't work out, it's something that like I hope that everyone gets to experience like the the emotion that you feel, the excitement. And like I really hope I get to feel those things again because that's something that like I really miss. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. But it is funny too because like I think a lot of those girls really like did not think I was pretty at all. Um, and I just wonder, like, if I ever come up on their, like, For You page or if they have seen my socials since then. Because I'm just curious. Like, I just want to know, like, do they know that I do porn and I post my fucking pussy on the internet? Like, like, do they do they know that? Did they see that coming? I always wonder that. And um, so, yeah, I, I just wonder, like, the girls that I used to work with, did they see that coming? You know? Um, but there were actually, like, one or two nice girls. But the rest of them were pretty awful there. And, like, we didn't have to fight over tips or anything. So I sometimes I wonder, like, why those girls were so mean to each other, mean to me. I was kept positive. But, like, I'm a sensitive girl. So if someone wasn't nice to me, like, it kind of hurt my feelings. And, like, we weren't ever having – we had to split tips. So there was no arguing ever. But, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if I could volunteer there again. I just wanted to share my bikini beans, um, bikini barista story with you guys because I know that you guys like to hear things about me and kind of how like, uh, you know, I am why I am the way I am life, you know. So I hope that you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Don't forget that you are always somebody's type before I end this episode though. Just so you guys know my bikini beans pictures. Some of them are definitely on OnlyFans. Um, other than that, if you want to go to my OnlyFans and support me, I would really, really appreciate it. I have a free page and I have a paid page. Um, the the paid page is VIP, so it's $35 a month. I think I have it on sale right now for 50% off. So if you want to go to the link for either of those or both of those and go and support me, I would really appreciate it. And um, let me know that you're from Dirty CEO Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, great night, and I will see you guys in the next one. Don't forget, you're always somebody's type though. Seriously, I hope this episode taught you that. All right, Sydney out. Bye.